And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, we're smack dab in December now. Can you freaking believe it? 20, 20, 19 days till Christmas. I, 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 where, where is this year gone? <laughs> I blinked and it was fucking March is what it was. It really feels that way. I remember it's like, oh, what am I going to do for the March break this year? Oh, maybe I should go on a little trip or something. Nah. Nah, can't do any of that without Can't possibly dying of a horrible horrible respiratory virus yeah for real and like cases are back up again all over the world so mm -hmm. it's like god damn at least i finally have an excuse for not visiting my family this year <laughs> so that helps although i'll still probably be expected to give gifts in fact before we started i was looking at holiday gift baskets and i'm like all right what is a good good gift basket that says i care about you 40 bucks and down <laughs> yeah well I, as i said gift baskets are great they, they've got a little something for everyone in it absolutely of course you know the problem with mine is like oh you know do i send do i send one with the wine in it they know i don't drink so it's like oh great joel gave us a gift he knows nothing about good good on him i'm sure this tastes great <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's the thought that counts it's the thought it's the thought it's the thought. So how you been, Matt? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I had a little bit of a busy week, just just gone. Um, but uh, it didn't stop me from doing stuff like building more Gundams and nice. playing some PlayStation 5, watching some, some cool new movies and TV shows. Yeah, my uh, week was very much the same. I, I was working on my Gundam before we started. I'm working on the arm, and it's funny. I'm getting to the point now. It's like, oh, okay, so it's the same thing for both arms. You just kind of got to reverse it a little bit. And I think I may have cut out one of the parts wrong, or it's like, oh, okay, so one of the arm casings might not fit on this side. So that's what <laughs> I was working on before we came here. Oh, oh, the fun ins and outs of it all. Uh, it's it's very fun. It's very fun. But, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. That you're, Some parts you'll, like, cut out and be like, oh wasn't meant to cut off that little nub <laughs> yeah or oh how's this gonna fit here like again trying to get the arm mechanism around the casing <laughs> for it is proving difficult to me and i don't want to push too hard because i don't want to break anything but it's still just not quite lining up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was such an idiot too on the shoulder piece i'm like oh these are these are shoulder pieces for the opposite side, not for the, okay, I need one of these parts to go around <laughs> it. So, you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go. Yeah, it, there's definitely a learning curve, but once you do, it's like they're all, all, all the different Gundams kind of fit together about the same way. Yeah, there's a grand unifying theory. Uh, what'd you watch? Anything interesting? I know there's at least one show you and I both watched. There, there is, but I, I actually started watching the, there's a great Heaven's Gate documentary on Ooh. HBO Max. It's about that, that cult that wore all yeah, the Nike. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they drank the Kool-Aid and everything. Yes, I think it's a four-part documentary. I've only watched the first part, and it's 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 really good. That that leader guy is, is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Jim Jones, yeah, yeah, he was really fucking crazy. Well, you know, Matt, your last cult documentary recommendation, that Nixium one was really goddamn good that I enjoyed, so I might have to check this one out too. <laughs> Absolutely, do it. It's it's really damn good. It's on HBO. Nice. I uh, What was I watching? Uh, oh, that show on Netflix, Dope, I think it came out with a mm -hmm. new season. It's all about like drugs and drug culture in the United yeah. States. They did a really interesting episode on the fentanyl 
epidemic. And it was one of those things where it's like, how the fuck were these guys allowed to film it? They literally go to cartel country and watch, like, the poor little farmer mix up the heroin with the fentanyl. And then they follow that brick of fentanyl heroin over the border to L.A., to Boston, to every place where it keeps getting stepped on. And, like, the price keeps going up the further and further you get away from Mexico. I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. And also, why are any of these people talking to you? I mean, they're all masked up and have their voices distorted but still yeah yeah one day like how that works like what's stopping the cops from like coming to them and telling us you're going to tell us where you found all these people and well no it's the same i think i think it was gordon ramsay as well he did something similar where like he just like went out into the jungle and it's like oh here's yes. somewhere like they're like processing the coca leaves and making cocaine yes i saw that show he did a whole show on cocaine it's like why mm-hmm. is this chef guy doing a show on cocaine <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's the number one favorite drug of chefs and people who work in kitchens <laughs> to keep you sharp and keep you going for the long, intensive hours. Again, I don't think, like, Ramsey ever admitted if he had a Coke problem or anything, but this definitely seems like something near and dear to his heart. I, I would have to assume he he dabbled. <laughs> he dabbled. As, as you would. It's like, hey, here, just take a little bump. Take a little bump <laughs> of this from my Coke nail. <laughs> Another one they did was really funny. It was like the uh, like the ecstasy pills. Like they followed <laughs> that, and there was a really interesting Canada connection. I was not expecting. Apparently, it's really easy or easier to get the drugs or to get the chemicals to make ecstasy here in Canada as opposed to the States. So there's this whole, like, you know, subculture of Canadian criminals who are just as masked and just as distorted, but they sound like they say, you know, we're making candies and everything, which is their code name for ecstasy, and we're sending it across the border. You mess with us, and I'm going to cut you. I'm like, oh, come on, Gordy, come on. That's clearly you under there. Come the fuck off it. And then they just, you know, transport it to the States where it's big money. But, of course, they have to test all the pills, too. So it's like, yeah, we give it to one of our homeboys. Wait 30 minutes and see if he has a heart attack. He didn't. He's, you know, he's singing very loudly and petting the wall. Okay, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's the, it's the and, good stuff. We can charge extra for this. <laughs> but this is the craziest part. That It's not enough that they experiment on each other. Then it's like, okay, time to go to the club and start, you know, slinging the key. <laughs> what, what do they do? Well, first we all bring our guns, naturally. And then we take some ecstasy ourselves because we're going to be up all night selling ecstasy and that's what you do i'm like wait what <laughs> yeah pat, pat senior's subscription destroyed the channel for a second there. <laughs> his, his his love and his fandom destroyed us uh, Pat Senior is such a good fan, actually, and a supporter of all the things we do. I actually named a character after him in my D&D game that we did. Oh, that's cool. I did. Uh, the, the players abandon him, but don't worry. I have many plans for this character <laughs> in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the Canadian cartels don't like us talking about their uh, ecstasy business. Yeah, clearly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So do we want to hop into the news this week, Matt? Because we actually got a fair amount of uh, stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, some really good shit to talk about. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, uh, more more leaked pictures from these Marvel shows. Jesus Christ, they cannot keep the lid on all the stuff they got coming down. We had all that uh, Miss Marvel stuff a few weeks ago, and now we got some stuff from Hawkeye. Some very, very good-looking stuff from Hawkeye. We got Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. We got uh, Renner back and hopefully doing a lot better than the last time we heard from him. And we got Pizza Dog! We got Pizza Dog. We got, we got confirmation of everything that we've always wanted from that Matt Fraction run. is basically just going to be adapting that. 
Which is fine because it's the perfect length to turn into a TV show. Go mm-hmm. for it. In fact, they even announced a bunch more casting and everything, and they say they cast uh, the clown, who was basically like the overarching villain of that story. They cast the clown. They also cast Swordsman, which I... Yes. I and it's the, it's the bad guy from Better Call Saul. Yeah, which is pretty freaking cool. And I also love the idea that it's like, great, the show is going to do what the movies never did, and we're actually going to get in to Hawkeye's history and his childhood mm-hmm. and everything and his shitty deadbeat stepdad. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this series. It's, it's looking looking great, uh, hitting all those boxes. Haley Steinfeld looks great as Kate Bishop as well. Yeah, she does. It's just so perfect for television, this story. And yeah. like the Matt Fraction comic run is basically like an amazing spec script where it's like, look, you could do this on a bargain basement budget. And they will. Uh, I have to wonder too, uh, will his brother Barney show up at all in this? Will he be referenced? Because uh, I don't think they've casted him yet. That could be like a season two thing. Right, like maybe that's uh, your stinger there where it's like, hey, Clint, it's me, your brother Barney. <laughs> and Kate's like, you never told me about your brother. Oh, God, freaking trick shot <laughs> up in here. He's he's come to come to collect money from his more famous brother. Yeah, really. I'm crashing. Sleep on, on his couch. couch. <laughs> exactly. I'm crashing on your couch now. What's funny is he was that brother, but then as like the series went on, Barney got like married and got his shit together and like retired to an island. So Clint became the fuck up brother again. <laughs> Just couldn't get away from it. Just couldn't get away from that shit. But yeah, this this show looks pretty dope. I'm super excited for it. Uh, it's it's nice for the character of Hawkeye, both Hawkeyes actually, to kind of get their moment in the sun. Yeah, yeah, and also they're they're doing the the movies. I don't think did it. And they might have had it in one scene or so. I don't know. Um, but they're they're referencing his uh his uh deafness as well because right. uh Renner's been seen with like a hearing aid in. That's real. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna. Yeah, if that's gonna be like, oh, I was deaf all along. You just never noticed. Which, let's face, it, is exactly how it works in the comics. Lots of writers forget that he's actually supposed <laughs> to be deaf. Yep. <laughs> or if he's gonna suffer that injury. Uh, that the clown does to him really early on where he takes, like, the ice picks and, like, jams them in each ear. Oof. Fuck, that's a harsh scene. And that, like, it's one of the few times I've actually winced reading a comic. (laughs) And they do it in silhouette, but I think it's just this idea where it's like, oh, we all have sensitive ears. Don't put ice picks in my ears, please. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this is good stuff. And in fact, this isn't the only DC TV news. I'm actually jumping ahead in the uh, schedule that I gave Matt there. But uh, WandaVision officially got a release date this week. It did, though. I I feel like when that first trailer came out, we they didn't specifically say that it was going to be January 15th. But I'm fairly certain I saw something that said it because I yes, knew it was I- coming out in January because everyone th- suspected it was coming out in December. Yeah, you know, the idea being, hey, Mandalorian's done. Come watch WandaVision <laughs> now, everybody. But still fairly close in January, and the idea is still there. Hey, everyone, don't uh, don't cancel your Disney Plus subscription just yet. We promise we have lots of things you're going to want to see, like WandaVision. Well, there's only a, I think it's like a three-week break between Mandalorian and and uh, and this. So it's not that long. No, not long at all. Again, too, they're going to be parceling out episodes to us. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? If they're that good, and I have every reason to believe they will be, especially this, which looks to be kind of doing stuff that they couldn't do in the movies, being a little weirder, being a little mm-hmm. mind-bendy. It looks really damn good. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
And uh, the chat saying there, hey, you know, wouldn't it be funny if they decided to toss Black Widow on there near Christmas like Wonder Woman? I think because they have WandaVision, they don't have to. I know, I think we talked about this last week or the week before. I think Marvel Disney is pretty confident in the like, no, 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 mm-hmm. we got shows, we got WandaVision, we don't have to do it just yet. Yeah, yeah, the, um, again, with that whole WB thing that just happened recently, uh, people seem to think that 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 Disney is going to, like, release Black Widow on, yeah. on, on just to, as, like, a, um... Counterbalance. As, like, a counter... It's not going to happen. They're, they're going to hold that out, because, again, they I think they want the movies to be in the movies yeah and also they have like again enough content and enough backlog where they can be like hey quarantine's over everyone wouldn't you love to celebrate with a nice avenger movie weren't those Mm -hmm. good well we got one waiting right here for you and then maybe it becomes an even bigger hit because of that yeah again they're probably holding out for this to be like the movie that saves the cinema the theaters or something Uh. you know what i mean also, as Tevye keeps saying about Naomi, well, Tevye, if you wait a minute, we'll probably get to it. Again, <laughs> One thing at a time. Do, do I need to start releasing my list of topics to you specifically every week? Because I always feel like you're two or three ahead of us. And I'm like, if you wait a dang second, we're going to get to it. But uh, yeah, there's your WandaVision news, everyone. Super stoked that this is going to be coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm really looking forward as well because... Um falcon and winter soldier is coming up is i i think it's still filming but it's almost finished is really close to finishing Mm. that'll be like wrapping up soon so we'll be getting that soon we've got uh miss marvel filming at the moment yeah all these shows filming at the moment so i'm intrigued to see where they're gonna land because obviously some of them are going to come out next year as well yeah, and some of them got moved around too. WandaVision mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be first. No. Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, but ironically, they were uh, done this one sooner. I'm assuming because they're doing a lot more sets and a lot more computer-generated mm-hmm. stuff, so they didn't need a lot more actors on scene. Yeah, no, well, yeah, the the Falcon Winter Soldier one is all is going all over the world. It's in like Prague and America mm-hmm. and it's all over Europe and everything. Yeah, whereas this one just seems because of the nature of the show, it's like a closed set. That gonna be good shit. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's your little uh, Disney Plus Avenger update, everyone there for stuff they got coming down the pipeline. Now again, Tavia, because I told you we were going to be get to it on the other side of the TV landscape. Uh, we talked last week about CW developing a new Wonder Girl show. Well, they weren't done yet, Matt. No, they weren't. Ava Denevero, D- if I can never pronounce her last. Ava Duvernay. Duvernay, thank you. Is actually developing. Of all things, a Naomi show for the CW. Huh, well, that's unexpected. Kind of makes sense. That first season, as they called the book, uh, was kind of written like it felt like a TV show, like a, a teen drama TV show. Yeah. Also, you know, as sad as I'm sure plenty of people were at the loss of Black Lightning after four seasons, worry not because the CW ain't going to stay very lily white for long. And this also explains why Bendis was so coy about, like, people kept asking when season two come on, and he's, he just kept saying, just wait, just there's mm. some stuff coming. And I say, he say he knew. 
Which, again, you know, for all the shit you can sling at Bendis for, you know, the stuff he does creatively, the man knows his business and knows multimedia and he knows thinking several moves ahead. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm going to create a brand new character for the DC Universe when I join the DC Universe. She's going to be young, hip. She's going to be, you know, all these things that TV executives are really going to look for. And then once I have a full and complete story done. <laughs> Not only that, she's a really great character. And usually when yeah. a new character is created, created they disappear after like that first year of uh them being introduced but she's not going anywhere yeah they actually got behind naomi in a meaningful way i still never read the book but now i 100 percent am going to have to go back and revisit it i know you sang its praises and again Mm -hmm. we're singing its praises at a time when we were both having a lot of trouble with bendis's superman so it should speak Mm -hmm. volumes to how good this is but also too it wasn't just bendis it was bendis and david f walker gotta give him Mm -hmm. credit as well he's also super stoked and i'm actually really happy to see something of his uh get adapted into television i hope i hope he gets a nice uh paycheck on top of it too hopefully hopefully they don't screw over them a lot like they did recently with alex ross and mark wade alex ross you know wage i mean shit freaking uh what is it the creator of firestorm and a bunch of other dc characters Mm -hmm. that have shown up on television to where the creator has to go online and complain and being like uh no one paid me for this and they should really be paying me for this Comet contracts, everyone. They used to be way worse. Here's hoping they've gotten slightly better. Hopefully, yeah. No, but I, I'm really excited for this, as well as mainly because um, Naomi's kind of intrinsically tied with Superman. We've got a yeah, new Superman show yeah, coming out. Yeah. And as well, her story fits really well in like a post-crisis world, because in, cause in, her, in her ongoing, we learn that she's actually from another Earth. Right, yeah, which again, now that we've set that up as a concept in the CW universe, that's going to be a much easier pill to swallow. You got to wonder, mm-hmm. too, is this going to be the new format for CWDC moving forward? And that is like, okay, some shows only get four seasons, but that's okay because now those characters like Black Lightning and them exist in the universe and they can hang out in Legends, which changes every season, and they can cross over here and cross over there and be there for the big like event stories we do every year absolutely yeah the legends has really become that show where it's like well all these shows got canceled but that doesn't mean anything because the the characters can just appear here because the team's always changing which can you believe that remember when legends was the worst one? Oh, it was it, as soon as in that second season as soon as it decided no we're gonna decide to have fun with this premise and not be dark goddamn rip hunter is sad because his family died and his stupid time lord rip off yeah, once they got rid of all of that, it just became so much good. We we had we had goddamn Gorilla Grodd try and kill Barack Obama. Oh, man. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> gotcha. Like, so many things. And, like, it was late in season two they started getting mm-hmm. funny. It was, like, damn near the season finale where they all came together. It's like, guys, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think we suck at everything we've ever done. Yes, thank you. That's what we the fans have been yelling at you. <laughs> like, literally, it just got incredibly meta- and it's only been uphill from there and from strength to strength. And also, freaking, uh, what is it? White Canary got abducted by aliens at the end of the last season. Where's that going? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but apparently it also involves uh, John Diggle because he's, uh, mm. he's joining the Legends. He's directing some of the, oh. the Arrowverse stuff. And he, he's coming back in, in Superman and Lois because he's oh. moving to Metropolis at the end of Arrow. Oh, um, and they're touting a secret role, which at the end of Arrow, he... He gets the Green Lantern ring, so he's for- going to be John Stewart. 
I forgot that happened, and part of me is like, that's stupid that they give it to someone who's not Jon Stewart, but then I'm like, but well, you know what? Diggle was, like, the best character on well, that show. Well, so like, it's not that, like, um, in Another Earth, he was Jon Stewart he, on the, oh. um, on the 90s Flash Earth, because uh, oh, there's, there's, like, there's a comment, I think it was in Crisis or, or, or uh, Elseworlds, where that Barry Allen, the, the John Wishley ship mm-hmm. version, recognizes him as Jon Stewart. Oh wow! I totally missed that. Okay, that's cool. You covered your asses then, CW. <laughs> you you win this round again, CW. <laughs> what if it's that one? What if it's that John Stewart we see? <gasps> That'd be pretty cool. They did a switcheroo. He went to go yep. live in my world. I went to live here. <gasps> <laughs> that's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. But yeah, so there's your Naomi, everyone. And uh, yeah, in case you know you thought that uh, the CWDC universe was stagnating and you'd have no reason to watch, here's like three really interesting new shows to watch. And I imagine they're going to have more. I, yeah. I It's probably not going to be on that much longer until we get a Batman show on, on CW. Yeah, and, uh, and also the Batwoman show too, which in season two might as well be a brand new show now. <laughs> yeah, that starts soon. That starts in January. That's hard to believe, actually yeah yeah now what else do we got going on here Ooh, big comic news coming out of dc this week and this story only got bigger and continued as it went. It will on. continue to get bigger as well and it will continue this is like we assure you this is only half of the story but uh i like this because they're finally telling us what i wanted to know and that's like okay so you're gonna do future state for two months what do you got for us after though because future state is just a stop gap it's just trying to use up some <laughs> of this material that you had done for generations generations what what can we look forward to and the answer is uh we can look forward to quite a few shakeups, actually quite a few and quite a few great ones and different and unique ones they're yes. continuing that trend that future state is setting giving yes. all these books to like new and exciting writers the the idea here basically seems to be hey are you writing a book that either got canceled or was underperforming well guess what you get to keep writing after future state batman superman all these other ones are probably going to stay the same Wonder Woman got changed too, but Wonder Woman is always got getting changed, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so uh, a couple of the big new titles we got coming down the pipeline. Uh, Ram V of Justice League Dark fame is going to be writing a brand new solo Swamp Thing book. And uh, is Justice League Dark continuing too, or is that just like, are we done with Dark and now it's just going to be Swamp Thing? It hasn't. I, I've only seen the future state Justice League Dark stuff. I haven't seen anything after that. And Given that he's writing Swamp Thing, I have to imagine that it's not, or someone else is actually getting it, or it's being rolled into something else. Right, he's writing Catwoman too. Honestly, this is super dope. We haven't had a solo Swamp Thing book since the end of Charles Soule's run. I think now is a great, great time for Swamp Thing, and Ram V has shown that he can write the character really well in uh mm-hmm. in the pages of justice league dark so i'm cool to see him kind of spin off there also it might not even be alec holland anymore because doesn't that, look like it yeah because that was kind of in question at the end of justice league dark a swamp thing has been through a lot in the last little bit mm-hmm. and honestly you know what that's cool too let us have a brand new you know kind of swamp thing alternate identity for the year that is uh 2020 going into 2021 yeah just, just a great concept, Swamp Thing, and a lot of things you can do for it. And I'm excited to see what Ram V will do with it. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it'll fill a nice horror void that kind of exists at DC right that's, now. That's what I hope the book becomes, just, just a horror book, like it yeah. was under Scott Snyder. 
absolutely. Uh, now, if I may further uh, put a little feather in my hat here, it was also announced who's going to be taking over Suicide Squad uh, following Tom Taylor's uh, departure from the series and uh, the future state thing they're doing with where they're all kind of weird Earth 3 versions of heroes. Well, Robbie Thompson, who will be writing those future state books, is going to be writing the new Suicide Squad, too. And, oh, oh, look at that. Peacemaker's on the team. What's up with that? Is he going to be in a movie? <laughs> He's not just going to be in a movie. Apparently, he's also going to be on a TV show, too. Yep. And also, like, freaking, uh, what is it? James Gunn is in Vancouver, like, actually setting up the filming. I'm like, that's that's not a joke. That's not a long con. You're actually doing that? <laughs> yeah, on the cover for this one, we can see uh, Peacemaker. We can see Electrocutioner, I think that is. And they also look to either be fighting and or recruiting a talent. Yeah, that that's interesting. I had someone say, I think someone said to me, or like I saw, saw a comment that said something along the lines of, whenever they need a team member for like a team like this, they just throw a talon at it. Throw a talon or a man <laughs> bat on it. That yep. was another thing. Yep. Which again, I wonder which talon because there's like so many. Will he invent a new one, or will this be William Cobb? Because it looks like William Cobb's costume, because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the generic talon look. Yeah. Which would be interesting to have, like, uh, Dick Grayson's, like, great-great-grandfather on an evil team. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Green Lantern is getting a shake-up, too, by Jeffrey Thorne, who is writing the Green Lantern Lost thing for mm-hmm. uh, for a future state. And, yes, it's going to be following John Stewart again. No word if he'll keep the cool costume he has for future state. With the, like the, the, with the long the hair and the, the scimitar and everything. Yeah, and the sword and the vest and everything. I'm like, that's a fucking cool look and makes him look different than all the other Green Lanterns. He should keep that. You have to wonder if all these writers that are writing books for future state that are keep staying on are con- like continuing the story. Like these are the These are the plots that are going to be continuing going forward. I mean, you would assume or they would like, you know, plant seeds for stuff that they were going to do in their main runs. But uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else do we have after that one? Maybe maybe this one will also get me to pick up Green Lantern again. I've mentioned before that I love Green Lantern in concept, but the barrier to entry is always too much for me. Just read Grant Morrison's. It's like basically disconnected from the larger dc universe Mm. but it's also very connected as well i know (laughs) and he's doing his own anti-life crisis and well it's great it's great uh also too talking about books that were canceled but will be returning post future state teen titans is coming back but it's actually coming back as teen titans academy with the same creative team uh tim sheridan and rafa sandoval Mm mm-hmm which, hey, you know, uh, Teen Titans needs a shot in the arm like this. Yeah, Teen Titans Academy, let's go. It also looks like it's going to be more than just new young heroes. It looks to be older heroes like Nightwing and everything. Again, yeah. doing the whole Harry Potter thing, running a school for young heroes, which, hey, this is a fun concept. Yeah, yeah. It's basically Strange Academy, what Marvel's doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. And yes, they promise that whoever the fuck Red X ultimately becomes, Red X isn't going anywhere, kids. You get your goddamn Red X in there. Yeah. You kids love the Red X. You've been yelling at them forever. And they say, too, that there will probably be other animated series connections, too, as well. Ooh, okay. Which is interesting. I'm like, ooh, there's so many to, you know, pull from. Uh, I would like to see Razor and Aya from the Green Lantern cartoon, <laughs> but I know that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Did they ever just, bring just, Ar- just anything with the from that Green Lantern animated I show? Know. That was a great show. 
very underrated. People didn't give it the love or attention it deserved because it got cancelled around the same time Young Justice and there wasn't near as much fan love or devotion to bring two shows back. <laughs> Actually, hey, speaking of uh, Young Justice, did they ever bring back uh, Artemis Croc into the main universe? Because obviously she's so beloved on Young Justice, but non-existent in the main universe because like no one's doing anything with her and her character's a little different. I don't believe they did. It would be interesting uh, if she could be one of those characters she bring they bring back because it's like, hey, here's a character who fills the Green Arrow, Arrow Archer role, but also isn't related to Ollie really. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, where the where the fuck is my new Green Arrow book, Future State? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only one not getting a, getting a book. <laughs> only one. Yes, Crusader Khan, I do plan on reading uh, Radiant Black. In fact, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but Kyle Higgins actually showed me some, uh, what is it, promo art of that before it actually hit the internet, so I felt good about that. <laughs> nice. Uh, other big books we got coming out. These are two that were just announced today. Matt and I were saying forever after we read Superman Smashes the Clan that they should really put Gene uh, Lewin Yang on one of the Superman books, either Superman or Action. And well, we kind of half got our wish. Yeah, we half got it. He he's doing the uh, he's the next writer on Batman Superman. Yeah, which is pretty damn cool. And here's the thing. I bet it's because he's not exclusive because he's also writing Shang-Chi for mm-hmm. Marvel. I bet if he was exclusive, they'd feel more comfortable giving him one of the tentpole books. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, the, this looks really great. It's got um, Ivan Reyes doing the art. Yeah, so it's come, so coming over from right. Superman to do it. So he's kind of he kind of got his Superman book. He's got the Superman artist writing Superman yeah. and Batman's just tagging along. Hey, you know what? That's that's the challenge is what it is, where it's like, look, make Batman Superman the book that everyone wants to read over Superman in action. <laughs> that's the challenge. You should want to make the best book you can. And I mean, uh, I had dropped Batman Superman because, you know, I fall in and out and out of love with that book. But if uh, Gene Lu and Yang is writing it, fuck yeah, I'm getting back into it. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do with that. Same, because the dude makes so many of his stories cool especially the recent ones he's done is that they seem so very personal to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He put, he puts that little bit of himself yeah. in them. Absolutely. And I wonder, you know, what that's going to be when it comes to writing a book that is, you know, almost entirely about the relationship between Batman and Superman, a task that I'm sure also feels really daunting. Cause it's like, how many, how many times can we explore this relationship? It feels like it's been done to death so many times. Yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what dynamic he'll he'll bring to it. I, I'd love for him to bring back uh, the new Superman, uh, mm. Keenan Kong, because we haven't seen him in a while outside of a couple of like pages in Doomsday mm. Clock. Yeah, well, here's the funny thing, man. They haven't said if it's going to be Bruce or Clark on this book, so it could That's very true. well be Keenan Kong and uh, and, and the Asian Luke. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Luke. It could be Luke, because, again, there's no word if uh, Luke Fox as Batman uh, is going away or sticking around or what the deal is. So wouldn't that be something, hey, it's a new Batman-Superman book with a new Batman-Superman team? That'd be pretty cool. I mean, even if that's not the case, though, you know Keenan Kong is coming back at some point. Hey, Batman, hey, Superman, let's take a trip to China apropos of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Really? What's in China? I don't know. There's this cool-ass dude over there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think he would be so obvious. (laughs) No, no, not at all. If I wrote it, I'd be obvious like that. Hey, man, it's like you're a child birthed from my own mind. You're so fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also, the other 
big one too is uh, we finally figured out who was going to be taking Detective Comics, and it's actually mm-hmm. a really big deal. Uh, Mariko Tamaki will officially become the first ever female writer to be the main month-to-month writer of a big Batman title that is Detective Comics. I know. This was so fucking cool. I am so excited for this. It's also like, yes, everyone, it took them to 2020 to give a woman the reins (laughs) of any Batman book. They've written little small stories and, you know, stuff for anthologies, but normally if you were a woman, you were forced to write either a Nightwing or a Batgirl. But, yeah, this is the first time. Yeah, we, we yeah we've had um who was it Devin Grayson on for a couple of mm-hmm. for a couple of arcs on on uh, Detective and she wrote Gotham Asylum or something or so- like that, Gotham yeah. Knights or something yeah but yeah like we that. haven't had haven't had one be the actual ongoing writer and uh, she's a great writer too with a really interesting uh, what is it background of work and everything I of course uh, hold up that I really liked what she did with She Hulk. For one uh, arc, at least, in her uh, She-Hulk book, she's done stuff for X-Men, she's done all sorts of stuff, and uh, fairly new, fairly young writer, too, and just kind of kicking ass all over the place, and, uh, well, sorry, you had something to say? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I I, I was just agreeing with her, yeah, she's done some really great X-Men stuff, great stuff over at Marvel, some great stuff here at DC, I'm excited. Totally. And, uh, well, a lot of people, of course, are focusing on the fact that, hey, you know, a woman is finally writing Batman. What new and interesting takes could she possibly have for my money? The thing that not enough people are talking about is that uh, she's also Canadian, so... Batman, now that Batman gets run out of Gotham and he has to go and go and live in Vancouver or something. <laughs> I'm totally cool with all of this. <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure other Canadians have written long-running Batman. At least I think they have. I don't know. There's something else to look into. How many Canadians have written Batman? I'm sure there's been some. There has to have been. There has to be. If nothing else, I hope she gives us a Canadian member of the Bat family, like the Bat, <laughs> like the Batman Inc. group that I don't think we ever had before. I'm Red Bat, eh? I sell goalie equipment by day and fight crime by night. <laughs> Just a Batman in hockey pads. Literally. I actually am wearing hockey pads. It's my utility hockey stick, eh? I don't see any utilities on it. Yeah, I just smack them in the head like this. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're fucking down and not getting back up. (laughs) (laughs) Not only do I fight crime, but I do it in skates. Yes, and drives Uh, the bat Zamboni. (laughs) There you go. She basically just brings in uh, the fucking goon. Yeah, oh my god, yes, and he just looks Sean like... William Scott just as, as like, a new member of the Bat family, and he just beats the it. fuck out of villains. <laughs> I like corn dogs because they're on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's like, wow, holy shit, someone dumber than Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought it was possible, and Jason's like, ah, you are a gentleman and a scholar, we will get along, Red Bat. <laughs> Let's go punch some crime. <laughs> <laughs> Then Liev Shriver will teach us. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's some new shit we got coming down the pipeline uh, at DC Comics. Looking looking pretty interesting. It seems to be the shot in the arm. I think we can all agree these books need it at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, as we said, that they're still announcing stuff. So don't be surprised mm. if we get uh, some new Superman stuff, some new Batman stuff. I know... Um, James Tynan is still sticking on, but he did mention that there is something that still hasn't been announced that's going to be an, like a new book or something. Yeah, he's getting like a second back book that apparently yeah. is going to deal with that punchline and Bluebird stuff. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Also, friggin' Nightwing's got to have a new creative team soon. 
Yeah, we we also never got um uh like what what's happening with uh uh like like Justice League like uh, like mm. team books and stuff after Future State. Yeah, that needs to be redone. Uh, I would like to see them again go in a radically different direction. Let us get away from the Trinity if we're going to do Justice League again. Yeah, completely like a radically different Justice League. Yeah, let's get some second stringers, some characters who need some spotlight and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be really good. Uh, what are some other books that desperately need some retouching? Uh, I mean, Batgirl is probably just going to become Batgirls because it's getting a backup mm-hmm. story. They're building it in Tynan's book. I'm 90% yeah. sure there will be a Batgirls and Oracle book. Absolutely. It's definitely building that way. The, the, like the, the way um, Tynan framed it all in like his most recent uh, detect uh, Batman issue, uh, it it definitely seems like they're going to be doing that. They they mentioned that there can be more than one Batgirl. So yeah, is uh is Flash still on fill-in writers right now? Because I imagine they probably want to nail someone down for a longer run. Well, I think Kevin Shinnick's going to be on for a little while yet. The book transitions over to Endless Winter this week, actually. Yeah, how how are we supposed to follow Endless Winter? It's not Endless Winter one and two. It's you got to pick up different books that are specials you know, and stuff. There's this the uh, next issue of Flash, which transitions into it and then there's also there's a superman endless winter special as well okay okay and i think you can read them at least i I don't think there's actually any order to them but obviously there's an order to like the main endless winter series god damn it stop giving me tie-ins to read everybody (laughs) friggin death metal's not done yet and you're already starting something new you gotta you gotta finish the event that's on your plate right now before you start a new event if they did pandemic man it it threw everything into fucking disarray Uh, true enough i'm yeah friggin death metal probably was supposed to be done by now a lot of it absolutely was was done by now because remember it got delayed beforehand as well yeah that's right it did uh, we have one last story here, and this is a real short one. But hey, new Wolverine story from Cl- uh, Chris Claremont and Steve McNiven uh, that you can buy exclusively via a website run by ReadPop. Who's ReadPop? Well, they're that company that does a bunch of American uh, conventions. I know they do uh, Emerald City Comic Con, they do New York Comic Con, and I know because I went to a bunch of those things on ReadPop's dime. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, in fairness, uh, other people went there on ReadPop's dime, and I fucking rode their coattails into those places, <laughs> is what I did. But, uh, yeah, they, they got a pretty good website for merchandise and everything, and it only makes sense that they're making exclusive comics, and boy, boy, howdy, did they get themselves a whopper of a creative team. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this looks like it's going to be real good. Steve McNiven, he hasn't drawn stuff in a while, has he? Or at least not no. not for, like, Marvel. Not that I know of. I haven't seen his name on a book that I've been reading in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, so if you really need more X-Men goodness, you got it. It's right here. Can't get away from it. So many. And thank you for the cheers, Tevia. Yeah. So uh, I guess with that, we can hop on over to what we read this week. And for once, I actually got a lot of my comics read. And I owe that to the fact that I don't have three goddamn X-Men books to cover anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's all finished up. I got so productive when I didn't have three X-Men books to deal with. You'd be (laughs) amazed. And the one X-Men book I did read was one I really wanted to read anyway. I'm guessing that was Hellions. Oh, you better believe it was Hellions. Uh, where, <laughs> where where, would we like to start this week, Matt? And it's funny, as I'm sitting here looking at my books, normally we, we didn't have a podcast last week. Normally I have a podcast on the channel that helps me block out last week's comics from this week's <laughs> comics, and now I don't have that. 
Where uh, where would we like to begin, Matt? Um, well, we we had Marvel's new event begin with King in Black issue one. Whoa. Holy shit, man! Yeah, this, they they come out of the gate swinging on this one. Boy, boy, did they ever! This one was crazy. It was over the top. It was violent in a way Marvel events don't usually mm-hmm. get to be. Yeah. But moreover than that, I think what really works about this one is that, you know, Cates was smart enough to reaffirm and refocus the light of the story on the relationship between Eddie and Dylan, which chances are, if you haven't been reading Venom, you have no idea what's going on. But yeah, their, their father-son relationship and everything Eddie is willing to do to save his kid from literally a Lovecraftian horror from the deep, dark depths of space. <laughs> which, which uh, one thing I really found strange about this is that, like, near the end of the book, because uh, um, Noel has been saying he wants Brock, and then at the end of the book, he's like, ha I, I didn't mean Eddie Brock, I meant Dylan Brock, and... And Ed, Eddie is is visibly shocked. I'm like, you've Whoa. been you've been like trying to keep him from Null this 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 whole time. How, how why are you shocked? Are you just is it just because like Eddie Brock's kind of a, an idiot? I, <laughs> he, I he think forgot. It, <laughs> I think it's half he's an idiot and half it's like okay, well, some people are reading this book for the first time and don't know what's going yeah, on. Fair. It's meant to be more a surprise for them because yeah, I had the exact same feeling where it's like why. Why the fuck is Eddie shocked? It's been clear since forever (laughs) that Dylan is, you know, Dylan is the key to everything and that Dylan will, again, no doubt probably be the thing to defeat Null. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure why he was so shocked about that. Oh, as Lich Lord Chris says, he had a whole year to forget. That's right. At the end of Venom Beyond, he spent a year in another world. Fair enough, Lich Lord Chris. (laughs) In the time he spent growing his hair and getting a new arm, he forgot what was going on in his own book. He needed to he needed to read the little <laughs> recap page. <laughs> yeah, he missed it. Uh, another little bit of doesn't quite add up, but is awesome anyway, so I'll give it a pass. Sentry comes back in here, but he doesn't look like how he did at the end of the Lemire run. Yeah, that's that's the one that yeah, I'm like, why isn't he in that red costume and not like half void and in control of it and everything? I was really looking forward to all of that. Maybe, maybe there's a story there. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the thing now where Donny Cates is smart enough to be like, no, 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 they'll think I fucked it up, but don't worry, I'll do a Web of Venom Sentry special at one point and I'll explain <laughs> it. <laughs> Hopefully. Because that seems to be the way with those special Web of Venom issues where it's like, okay, let me fill in blanks that I didn't think were blanks. Yeah. And again, he's really only here so Null can again, in using a wrestling term, show how over he is now by reversing Sentry's finisher move that <laughs> defeated Carnage. They're reversing it and then ripping ripping Sentry in half and free, freeing the void. But yeah, superheroes being super proactive in this event and getting ready and protecting themselves and having plan A's and plan B's and plan C's, you like to see it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, li- I like that. Also, they tied it into uh, um, Empire. Uh, Empire with the with the the Katari, uh, the the Kree Scroll ships that um that they left there as a that were they were given as a gift. Mm, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a nice touch to be like, hey, didn't we just stop an entire alien invasion a couple months ago? Yeah, but this is a different alien invasion. <laughs> that threatened everyone and killed everything this is different <laughs> i tells you uh but yeah K- king in black is super dope i'm actually excited to read some of the tie-ins now because i think there's a lot of good setup yeah yeah it, it looks it looks like it's going to be like an event where you got to kind of read everything yeah. to, to like get all the little things that are going to be happening in the in the main book 
yeah, see where all the different pieces are and everything. And hey, it brought back a thing from Absolute Carnage that I forgot about. That Carnage left a fucking tower. The spire, on yeah, yeah, it's just just chilling there under under New York somewhere. Yeah, and no one did anything with it. They just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would half expect, like, some bums to try and sleep in it or some uh, bad kids to, like, write their names on That's it. That's the thing. I, I'd love, like, a like a Web of Venom story about that, where it's, like, it's, it's like, a place where, like, like all, all, like, the transients and the homeless mm. people know is, like, haunted. Yeah. That's why really. they don't go there. It's, like, haunted by, like, carnage or something. Yeah. Don't- well, carnage is coming back. He's going to be fighting mm-hmm. Gwenpool. Yeah. Who I didn't know until I watched Death Battle this week, but apparently, like, Gwenpool lost her powers and got them back because a company made her, like, a synthetic Venom. So she also kind of <laughs> has Venom powers now. Okay. She can, like, do the claw thing, and she can, like, do a bunch of other stuff she never had before. And I'm like, ah, we're again trying to differentiate her from Spider-Man because that's what made Miles so good because he could do different stuff than Spider-Man could do. It's probably time for her to be able to do different shit, too yeah yeah so that definitely helps uh and again the fact that she has this symbiote relation actually kind of makes me want to read the gwenin versus carnage book because <laughs> <laughs> there might actually be some shit going on there yeah uh all right what else do we want to talk about matt what else do we have uh, i guess we had batman from this week too we did yeah the so-called origin of ghost maker kind of sorta kind of sorta maybe we still don't know his name but we know the origin now of why him and Batman have this rivalry. Yeah, and it's petty as all fuck. <laughs> it certainly is, but the character is petty as all fuck, which I think yeah. people are missing. With like, oh, mm-hmm. another jilted best friend of Batman. I'm like, yeah, but he's petty. He has no reason. All those other guys had kind of reasons, even if they were like mentally ill villain reasons. This guy seemingly just went nuts on him one day because. It's like punchline all over again little bit where people are just like, no, Tynan's like actually putting in work here, but you can't seem to see it. Um, yeah. Also, too, man, I was not expecting that book to carry as much continuity with it as it did. Oh, boy, that, it was a treasure trove of, of continuity. We got Batman Incorporated, Spiral, mm. The Great Ten, yeah. all this really cool shit. Even though it's like, hey, wait a minute, if Batman inked happened, doesn't that mean that the world knows that Bruce Wayne works with Batman already and he could still run his company and not need Lucius Fox to do it for, ah, whatever. <laughs> That's one of those situations. Uh, yeah, we. it's funny because we actually get to hear like most of this issue from the point of view of Nightwing. Yeah, Nightwing, who has a little bit of a history with Ghostmaker and kind of knew yeah. about him and he's kind of... As he fills in us in on what Ghostmaker's deal is, he's filling in Barbara, who who's infatuated with the villain because she can't see him and like doesn't understand anything about him, but wants to know about him. His internet dick is so big, and his hacksaw <laughs> skills are so leet. Yep. <laughs> just nothing can do about it and uh nightwing too kind of hates ghostmaker too because he's like well i saw him as kind of like a proto sidekick to batman a proto partner and uh, you know i always wanted to overcome him yeah i wanted to go beat him up to prove to batman that i was the better the better partner but then he, yeah he realized that that's not what what ghostmaker really was and also too because you know dick is a sane human being and you know oh yeah i probably can't do that <laughs> yeah if this was jason he'd still be trying to kill ghostmaker be like that fucking scene in mcgruber he's just writing his name in a notebook over and over and over <laughs> again <laughs> 
and uh, what does he know? Batman, Harley, and Clown Hunter, who again I think are really making you know this arc and this run special, just because they're sticking around and adding you know interesting little dimensions to everything. Uh, they've been taken to Arkham Asylum because everything has to go to Arkham Asylum. Yeah, well, as Ghostmaker says, Bruce belongs there. Yeah, because I think you're actually crazy, and you know, <laughs> and this is why you can't save your city. And he basically sets up what is essentially a saw trap for Batman and Clown Hunter. You know, he locks them both down in kind of like hospital restraints, but Clown Hunter is free, and the idea is, is like, will he listen to Batman and do the right thing, or will, you know, he prove that he is truly unsavable by killing Harley Quinn? And the reason he hates Harley Quinn so much is because she was apparently there the night that his parents were murdered. Ooh. Yeah, she was she was part part and parcel to what the Joker did. Which, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one for Harley because, you know, so far she's kind of pulled car- uh, Karma Houdinis on everything and she's been able to just be outside that sort of thing. But it's like, yeah, Harley, what are you going to do in this situation, actually, when someone <laughs> actually has pretty good grounds to want to kill you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's kind of where the issue ended. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next issue to see what see what Bao does. I I I feel like well, obviously he's not going to fucking kill Harley Quinn. No, of course not. <laughs> I mean that would be a pretty cool swerve if he did. <laughs> yeah, the the thing will be is like he wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Also, Harley, we'll, we'll get the panel of him like raising the sword and bringing it down and like hit her chains or something. Also, too, uh, Harley is getting a new book post-Future State. It's uh, Stephanie... Her name on Twitter is Stephanie Smash, but I know that's not her real name. (laughs) Don't what if it was, though. I'm Stephanie Smash, (laughs) and I write comic books. (laughs) If I could legally change my name to something cool, I would. Like Joel Rocket or Joel Kick-Ass. The only thing I think we can both agree really hurt this book, wow, the art really took a hit, and, like, the art kept changing for every story, where it's like, you know, the Ghostmaker Nightwing stuff had its own art style, Nightwing just doing stuff had its own style, and it's just like, oh, these do not mesh well together. Yeah, I, I don't know why they did it. I was fine with it, fine when it's, like, Gil and March and um, Jorge Jimenez doing the art, but I don't know who was doing the stuff with Nightwing battling those bank robbers because that looked really rushed (laughs) yeah and i don't know if they meant that as like an artistic choice where it's like oh see you know nightwing sees the world differently or if it was just a matter of like uh he can't make all the pages this week yeah get another writer to do it (laughs) just get another artist there to come in and fill up yeah uh batman under time and i continue to very much like and enjoy yeah it's really damn good yeah yeah there's a lot of interesting places that it goes with it uh where do you want to go after that matt um well speaking of batman and writers that aren't very good with batman i had tom king's new batman book oh oh i i dodged this bullet but please you you tell me all about it and i'll get nice and comfy it's base it's it's like he never fucking left after issue was it 90 or whatever fuck he left on um it's actually yeah it's 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 obviously not in continuity because it's a black label book and Mm. tynan has said it's not in continuity um (laughs) Despite what people in my comments would 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 demand that I am wrong about, <laughs> take that people who liked the book and supported it for eighty five issues and whose money wasn't <laughs> enough to keep it going. Now your story gets to go to the land of maybe, as our friend Kirk said. <laughs> um, yeah. So this one uh, sees sees King bring back Andrea um, Beaumont. 
the Beaumont, the uh, the Phantasm, uh, in in a story that could have been good, um, had he not shot himself in the foot and for some fucking reason decide again, yet again, to make it about uh, timelines and like like you know, this part of the book is set in the past. This is the future. This is the present, and the thing that like fucking annoys me about the book is that there's no barrier between that so you'll have a page of like there's a page of batman and catwoman mm. uh leaping across rooftops to go and look because the whole story is and andrew comes back to gotham because her son andrew uh ran away from home and she suspects he ran to gotham to look mm. for his father who was very much who was very oh no who's uh the father is actually kind of hinted at to be the joker what <laughs> yeah i, I don't I know am- how that works well, I guess Joker was in uh, what is it? Yeah, uh, she she tried to kill him, and well, he was also yeah. a mobster at that time. Yeah, and her, their fathers ran in similar circles. Again, if we're going off the continuity of the movie Mask of the Phantasm, but there's no promise that King will. No, um, yeah, but there, there's there's these timelines where like yeah, you'll have Batman and Catwoman searching for the kid and then on the exact same panel on the exact same page it'll change to like the past where batman and catwoman are just starting to get their romance so it looks like batman and catwoman are searching for this child and then stop dead in their tracks just fuck on a dirty roof (laughs) and then then it cuts to the future where again it's that weird future he's he kept bringing back in his batman one where like bruce and bruce dies and like uh selena goes and visits this old man in like a um like a retirement home and you don't know who the old man is you think oh is it like a robin or something and then at the end of the book you find out that it's an old joker and she's there now because bruce is dead she can finally kill the joker but she's not killing him for like all of the heinous shit she did he, he has done over the years and what he has done to bruce and everything she's killing him to get revenge for for andrea because um as we learn andrea's son is murdered by the joker oh also didn't king have a weird fucking stick up his ass about the joker and catwoman being friends for some reason well again in this book like again it's it might be just the art like Clayman's art he he's uh he draws it very um i don't want to say sexualized but in that way where it's like kind of like um poised that like joker and harley had a thing at one at some point Uh so yeah again it it might be coming off of that it's it's just a very fucking weird book and again it's more of king's shitty again most of the dialogue is is fucking poems like the silent night song and and i'm like more of this shit why does he not learn this is what made his book tank (laughs) why it's almost as if he's a one-trick pony and no one figured it out until it was too late yeah, but there there would have been there there is a a good story there of like Andrea coming back to Gotham to get revenge on the Joker for murdering her son because that's how the book ends. She goes and digs up her phantasm costume. The problem is we know she doesn't succeed because of the future storyline we've seen. Also, <laughs> so, she, also so you she, immediately cut undercut every bit of tension and drama in the book. Also, she already had the Phantasm costume, which again mm-hmm. seeks to imply, wait, is Mask of the Phantasm canon to this story? Yep. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, I do remember when Tom King wrote Vision. It was a while ago now. Yeah. I remember when he lived just last year, he wrote an amazing Superman book. That's right. I still haven't checked that out yet, but uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, everyone really liked that one. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is about Batman. He just he just doesn't get it. <laughs> he just yeah, doesn't get it. My theory is he, he just doesn't like Batman. Yeah, he just doesn't like Batman. He he prefers someone like Catwoman because again he's got that weird thing where like he he self inserts like his wife yes, into things for and every female character he writes. Yeah, yeah, is is very strange. Very strange indeed. But uh, hey. From a Batman book that wasn't great to a Daredevil book that was off the hook. Let's talk about Daredevil number 25, a book that sold out all over the goddamn place, more than I think any Daredevil book has, mm-hmm. and copies are going for, like, hundreds of dollars on eBay. Yeah, well, um, for good reason. What I'm amazed about this is that this one had so much groundswell, and on my channel right now has almost 5,000 views, more than both King and Black and Endless Winter have. And it's very do- strange when books do do that, like just like a like a random like issue of Daredevil or Spider Man yeah. or something. It happened completely organically. Normally, when they try and do stuff like this, you know, DC or Marvel will be like, "Oh, you gotta get it. It's a big, you know, amazing landmark book. Oh, this will change everything. This will change everything." Didn't happen. No, no. It's just like people loved Zdarsky's book as they should. It's on a lot of people's best of list this year. And when he mm-hmm. went to Twitter and it's like, "Hey, you're not gonna miss this." everyone it's a key issue i promise and then everyone bought it <laughs> yeah yeah it's very very strange. maybe maybe that's the thing that like he he tells he tells marvel like hey let me let me Do advertise this don't, don't don't we'll make it like a surprise really i mean i think if this is proved if it even needed to be proved at this point but when it comes to like marketing and self-marketing zadarsky has the magical fucking touch apparently oh he does he does he's he's got the, the the finger on the pulse of the kids he really does and like we don't mean that ironically as a joke we like actually mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually mean it for once so yeah this one takes place directly after issue 24 which was last week which is another interesting thing that we actually get these so close together uh, Daredevil admitted to second-degree manslaughter on the stand, even though his mm-hmm. friends were ready to move heaven and earth and do whatever legal tricks they needed to get him out of it. it. He decided that he wanted to be a martyr for the superhero community and be an example for everyone else about what happens when, you know, you abuse uh, your powers or, you know, you don't pay close enough attention when you're in costume. And he only felt comfortable doing that because Electra used the money she stole from the Storm Twins a couple arcs back to basically buy all of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I I had a theory, I had a thought that that was going to happen because obviously we had that those that story where we went to like Tony mm-hmm. Stark and tried to get Tony to buy it and Tony didn't want it because it's Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I had a feeling that that was where it's going to go because like yeah, she kind of disappeared with the money and you do like oh that's you know that's going to come back somewhere. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, also too, you know, uh, this, this issue, which, you know, where so much of it has been about like Matt and his, you know, pain and his like, you know, trying to get back on that horse again, this one was very much about his relationship with Electra, and, you know, she comes to him in prison and she's like, no, you're free. I vindicated you. You can go wherever you want and do whatever you want to. Oh, no, you're fetishizing your own sadness again. Nope. You're not going to be because you always do this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, which is funny, you know, there was a bunch of, like, because there always is in a situation like this where they're like, oh, they, they wrote Matt to basically be, like, a fucking simp, and oh, they wrote him so bad and everything. I'm like, no, they didn't, dude. You've clearly never read a fucking Daredevil comic before because this is literally him every couple years. <laughs> this is literally his whole character. I, I, I love that, like, 
like in 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 like the last year like something something as simple as like like a character loving another character or like wanting yes. to be in a relationship with them means they're a simp <laughs> amazing culture is a fucking open sewer <laughs> is what it is but uh, yeah electra has basically a proposition for matt and that's like look you know you can leave you can do whatever you want in fact hey uh, i think i know how we can finally defeat the hand now uh for forever and for all and the idea being that she had mentioned a couple arcs back that her and stick were working together again and that the hand has like a new mysterious leader and that they found Mm -hmm. a book that they think uh, is basically like a manual on how to defeat the hand because there's the hand and then it's the polar opposite the fist i don't know how the fist is the opposite of the hand it seems like the foot (laughs) i know right maybe they couldn't have that because you know then they'd be encroaching on ninja turtles yeah really then they'd get sue which is funny because that's just like a freaking rip off of the hand anyway (laughs) but yes uh that the fist you know uh a creation of pure light should be able to defeat uh, the hand once and for all the only problem is is that the fist needs both a king and queen and you know this is where their whole lives have been heading that you know they could live together and be happy if only matt can do this and he rightly so says uh no electra i don't trust you because you're a liar and a cheat and a killer and just because you didn't kill anyone this time to come see me doesn't mean you'll never do it again leave me alone in prison with my mask i've made out of orange uh, material yeah i did like that like i like that and i like the 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 image of of daredevil taking the stand in in his suit in like a in like a three-button suit with like the mask on i thought that was pretty cool that's a really freaking great image and also too it's here daredevil starts cluing in where it's like hey how do you even know i'm matt murdoch i made a deal with the purple children so everyone is supposed to forget but she doesn't their love and their connection is so strong she's able to riddle it out before anybody else yeah and uh, basically, you know, Electra's defeated and she wants to leave. And she's like, well, okay, I didn't get what I wanted. I guess I'm going to blow town here. But then she has a very fateful encounter with a homeless person that Matt had helped out before. And Electra has a moment of like, God damn, I guess he isn't just a martyr. I guess he isn't just a glutton for punishment. I guess he does talk the talk and walk the walk. And I guess if I want Matt to see that I am serious about this and that I do want to serve the light and be a better kind of hero, I need to try and honor his memory so Electra becomes Daredevil. And a really nice costume as well. Really good costume. And a nice touch, too. Uh, apparently, she's in the background of King and Black, if you look close enough. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, Mike. I saw that, and I had actually just caught up on Daredevil uh, to get ready for all my videos on it because I'm behind by a couple of issues. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. They, they actually got that in there in time. They uh, they never did uh, explain why old Cable is there somehow. Yeah, a timey wimey. Uh, I, I again, it was probably something that was drawn quite a while ago. Yeah, we'll we'll probably figure that one out at some point. And uh, yeah, so Electra is now the new hero and defender of Hell's Kitchen, and she is going to actively make a try now at being a good positive hero that Matt can be proud of. And I'm like, ooh, what an interesting little inverse of like the whole uh, superior Spider-Man, superior Iron Man thing, where bad people try and. Uh, where good people try and break bad a little bit now it's the other way around where a bad person is going to try and be a hero yeah yeah very very intriguing and also goes to show hey whatever you think you know about this series you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was gonna say too, like, man, you know, we didn't even hear the Crybaby Squad too much that, you know, a woman has got such a high level of prominence. They came out eventually. Again, my video has almost 5,000 views right now. I'm like, okay, there you are. Oh, he used the word agenda. You can go away now. Oh, you can go away too. There's words I look for. You can go away. <laughs> but by and large, most people were cool with it because it just kind of makes a lot of sense too. And also, like, how have they never done this before? Had Electra become Daredevil? It feels like such a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah, they've had her become. They've had her like fill in, but she's never been da uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I think there was like a Civil War tie-in they did where she filled in, but I think that was ultimately revealed to be a scroll. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just, just super fucking cool, and I love that everyone picked this book up and everyone got to read, and I hope they keep reading it, because this book deserves all the good things, and definitely a best-of-the-year contender, no doubt. Absolutely, like, every issue has just been, like, I don't think there's been an issue that has been bad in that run. Every <laughs> issue has been good, and every issue has been, like, like a required reading, like, there's definitely. something important in this issue that's going to come back. <laughs> Uh, Legend of Shazam, did the Crybaby Squad go off your, for your punchline review? Shockingly, no, but I don't think they got it. That's yeah, the no, they, they came over to mine. They came over to mine. <laughs> Again, I, uh, I clean house more regularly, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, Also, too, I think the reason there were a few Crybabies for this Daredevil story is that they probably started reading it, and they're like, this is boring, it's just people talking, and then they stopped reading. That's, that, I, I, I probably told you about it, but like back when, when the book started and like Matt got rid of the costume and everything, I had this one guy that was adamant this is not a Daredevil book because he is not in his Daredevil costume. Like somehow that costume makes him daredevil like the, it, he said it was a terrible terrible book because he's never in the costume fighting criminals i'm like you're missing the entire point of this story also do we need to go back to what is it guardian devil widely accepted as one of the greatest mm -hmm. daredevil stories if not one of the greatest comics of all time and he didn't fucking wear his costume for most no. of that when that was like novel and new yep uh, again some people don't know comics as well as they think they do Nah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, yeah, this uh, this Daredevil book is great. This issue is great. I cannot wait to see where Zdarsky goes next with it. Yeah, I, he's not coming off the book anytime soon, is he? No, I certainly don't think so. Especially now, where he basically described his run as being like, hey, I have like three chapters I want to tell, and this is just like the beginning of chapter two. <sighs> Oof. So yeah, no, no telling where he's going to go from here. Awesome. Nice. Uh, what else did you want to talk about, Matt? Uh, well, we had uh, Endless Winter, part yes. one, Endless Justice League. Endless Winter. I don't know why I always want to say it like that. <laughs> Endless Winter. <laughs> I, uh, I'll let you do most of the talking on this one. I will just say, even though I did enjoy it, I feel like it took them forever with a very simple setup. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It was uh, it was a lot of... Uh, the, the, a lot of... Uh, what's his name? Um that stag uh the, the guy the new owner of stag industries the twins, just yeah. did digging a hole yeah like <laughs> digging, literally digging a hole <laughs> like literally it's like have you never seen a horror movie before no you start when they just pull it out of the ground and then oh no monster <laughs> yeah no so um i, I actually kind of like that it, it's intrinsically tied in with superman um quite a bit uh uh, yeah so um we get the stags they're uh they're digging in the uh 
the crater that was once the Fortress of Solitude, which blew up all the way at the start of Bendis' run in Man of Steel. Shocking amount of continuity in this one, too. I thought with a book where it's like, oh, it's Endless Winter. I'm like, oh, okay, this will be like the easier to digest, not so continuity heavy <laughs> answer to what you're doing in Death Metal. No, in fact, we're going to spend several pages making sure that you know exactly where this exists in continuity. <laughs> um, and they're starting to dig it, and he, he, uh, the guy kind of like dupes his sister into allowing him to continue because he says something about cold fusion and this will help them. Uh, corner the market on it and everything where that's not the case at all he's digging to gain the the kryptonian crystals that were embedded and fused into the ice uh once the uh the fortress blew up superman why didn't you take all your crystals with you <laughs> superman what did you think was going to happen <laughs> well you could i mean they were embedded in the in in the ice you probably missed them also he was busy he had like jury duty and shit yeah all the shit to deal with um yeah, the the league. Meanwhile, fight Catman and Multiplex yeah. and Rampage after they try and take over an island nation, which is the smartest plan they've ever had. <laughs> yeah, away from everyone. Also, I like that 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 they 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 um they didn't take it over uh, um to begin with. They're just like we're going to arrive on the island and just like kind of party for a little bit. <laughs> sounds about right. Also, Catman is back in his old Catman costume, not his newly redesigned one for the last Secret Six. And I'm fine with that. I like the old costume. It's I ridiculous. Like it <laughs> you know, he looks like a cat version of Batman, which is totally what he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the League deal with that. And the, there's a whole through line because this event is is technically a Christmas event. Yes. Um, there's a this whole through line of Flash trying to figure out how to balance family life with, you know, working on Justice League and being a hero. And none of the heroes on the Justice League can really tell him that because they, they don't have a handle on it all that much as much yeah. as, like, Barry thinks that Superman and all these characters do. So he goes to see Jefferson Pierce. Which, man, two big Black Lightning appearances in one week. He had that other History of the DC Universe book, and now he has this. It's a shame they canceled his show, huh? He's so popular at the moment. <laughs> I know, he's blowing up. He's all over the fucking place. Although this uh, Jefferson is much happier and positive than his much yes. more cynical but understandably so counterpart from this, other history. This is the Je Jefferson at the end of that other history book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After he's the, gone through all of that. <laughs> this isn't Black Label uh, Jefferson no <laughs> who tells superman to fucking shove off and that if you actually ever tried to you know do any long-lasting societal change <laughs> that would make everyone better then they'd see you for the fucking alien you are <laughs> god that speech is so fucking cutting and that's so good it's it so really good. is like it's so good you're like oh fuck i felt that <laughs> you literally punched off the page and hit me too uh but yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, then they're they're alerted to something happening in in uh, the Arctic since the the stag dig has been attacked by uh, what they think is a storm, but it's not. It's uh, weird ice creatures, mm. and the Justice League arrive to save them, and that's when the Frost King uh, reveals himself. He was buried in deep in the ice, and thanks to the the, the crystals fusing with the ice, it's kind of freed him. Mm. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. <laughs> and that's exactly what he's done, because he, he engulfs yeah. the Earth in in a, in a blizzard. And he just covers everything in a blizzard, and um, the the Justice League are left to wonder, what the, what the fuck do we do? Be sure to pick up all these tie-ins to see what these heroes do during this. Because, mm -hmm. I, I again, I, again, it's it's hinted 
I think that I think this is going to continue. Like stuff that's been uh, is going to be set up in here is going to continue on after uh, future's state. Because uh, I th- I can't remember who it might have been the 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 writer on Mars or um, someone said something about um, Black Adam because Black Adam's involved in the story because Black Adam was one of the people who mm. sealed the Frost King away ten million years ago or whatever it was. In the Justice um, League BC. Yeah. Yep. It, that's what it is. That's what it is. It literally is where it's like, man, you know, I, I know you guys rip off each other's ideas all the time, but this one feels like particularly on the nose. If anything, they get into it before Marvel is getting to it. So true enough. And it also makes sense too, where it's like, Hey, black Adam's going to be a big part of this event. Why? Oh, cause he needs to get as many appearance reps in as he possibly can <laughs> before uh, the rock plays him in a movie. Yeah, and apparently he's a big part in, um, was it Future State as well? And then, yeah, apparently this is going to lead into, like, what he's doing after Future mm-hmm. State. And, yeah, they're, they're propping him up because we've got that Black Adam movie coming out. You think we're probably just going to get a Black Adam book now? Because Lord knows he doesn't have a Shazam book to compete against. I have a feeling we will. I have a feeling we will. Uh, it, I guess, again, much, much much like most stuff, Future State, if, if he's popular in that, he'll probably get something. Or around the time of his movie, he'll get a book. I mean, you know, at least Black Adam is different and we don't get a lot of him. So, you know, even if it is a completely corporate exercise, I freely welcome more uh, Black Adam. Yeah if, yeah, if it means we get more more Adam, more Kandak and all that sort of stuff, I'm more than happy. I would just like if they continued that, that last issue of Shazam where he became the seventh champion. Oh, yeah. Are they going to have to deal with that? Will this book remember that he's <laughs> technically a good guy again and technically yeah. the tenth champion? I wonder. Well, all they have to do is not have him fight Shazam because that was like one of their stipulations. He's like, okay, I'll you know, truce with you guys and I'll be the seventh champion interesting interesting yeah i want to see where that goes now too yeah uh what else did i have this week dun, 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 dun. um ooh, uh had thor number 10 Ooh, this was a good issue yeah donald blake's a fucking beast beating up asgard <laughs> like they owe him money he he's he's, he's spent a hundred years in the hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> studying the blade <laughs> <laughs> the scalpel <laughs> literally that's the thing well you had your fun sunny thor adventures i was in this hell dream dimension studying the blade and now i can take you apart with surgical precision because i am in fact a surgeon yeah yeah I, I like that they they uh that donny cates utilized that fact that he's a surgeon so he knows like all the precise hits of like where to take like volstag and sif and all of that down yeah, hey, uh, hey, Beta Ray Bill, you look like you're still hurt from the last fight. Oh, yeah, I've seen everything through Thor's eyes, which is good because it means no one has to get him up to speed on anything that's mm-hmm. happened like in the last two decades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I know exactly where to hit you. And hey, Volstag, your hands are shaking and you're sweating. Ooh, you haven't had a drink today, have you? <laughs> <laughs> can kick your ass. And, oh, yeah, I'm taking this sword so now I can go anywhere I want. So I have all the knowledge of Thor, the power of the world serpent, as we discovered, and I'm crazy as shit. Not, not only the power of the uh, the world serpent, he also has his his own part of the Odin force, which he then takes from Beta Ray Bill to yeah. strengthen his own power. So yeah, he's a he's a strong boy. He's a big strong boy now. <laughs> can't uh, and, uh, can't stop him. Yeah, and uh, his whole mission is he is uh, no more Thors, and I, I'm guessing he's just going to go around and just take all the power, all the Odin force that uh, Thor uses had. Like uh, at the end, we we see Jane Foster again, and I imagine yeah. he's going to try and kill her. 
Yeah, which is funny because, you know, they had such a long-standing relationship for so long. Nice uh, nice little bit of Easter eggs, too, as he's looking through the big book of doors. <laughs> he sees Red Norville, the fucking cameraman from way back when that no one remembers and Aaron didn't talk about. He rips out that page. Sees Thunderstrike, rips out that page, too. <laughs> it's funny. We got a Thunderstrike mention. I think we talk, when we talked about the last issue, we, we, we theorized Thunderstrike would be involved somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tevia, is he going to kill Jane Foster? Well, considering that the Valkyries are having tie-ins for uh, King and Black, uh, no. No, I don't think so. Also, yeah, does that count Frog Thor? Yes, it probably does count Frog Thor. Now, he could probably kill Frog Thor. Probably, maybe. Just saying, that's uh, that's a that's a quite possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Thor is great. I think Cates has really found his footing with this run now. It's just so fucking awesome now. <laughs> it is. It's it's just complete like metal and like like that world that that he sends everyone on Asgard to that I mentioned. Blood, where, where it's just, everything's on fire and covered in mm-hmm. blood. There's giant flies, and it's just yeah. so fucking cool. I get, yeah, this is the this entire book could be painted on some dude's van and it would be pretty sweet. <laughs> and it makes good story sense too, where it's like, yeah, why is Donald Blake so pissed off? Because I'm not real. All my adventures were fake and constructs to teach, you know, some arrogant ass prince to be a better person. You know, I was literally created to suffer. That's what I really like about him, because he's 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 not wrong. He's te- and he's technically not a not not a villain. He's just he's getting getting revenge for like what what odin and thor did and i I love thor um still has that arrogance about him where he's where he he, he's learned a lot and everything but he still is like oh what could possibly have done this not realizing that it was he who did this yeah really he's still so full of himself yeah yeah it's like dude how can you stop the end of the world if you can't even stop like fucking donald blake (laughs) (laughs) when this guy's wrecking your shit and taking your whole fucking world (laughs) apart in like two issues yeah, and and Thor hasn't can't even get out of like the realm he's in at the moment. Yeah, you're just you're just getting owned right now. I I have to say, in just two like stories, I think Cates has made Donald Blake the next great Thor villain. He really has. Yeah, he's he's made him really interesting. Definitely different from what he used to be, and definitely different from where I thought that story was going to go when we learned that Donald Blake was going to get involved. Mm-hmm. Also different too from the last time we saw Donald Blake where it's like, well, if he's not real, why doesn't he just try and be real? He did that already. Him and the Enchantress had a whole thing and it didn't fucking work mm-hmm. out for him then either. <laughs> no, yeah. And he remembers that. So it's like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> but yeah, so, so freaking cool. Good shit. Yeah. If you dropped out of Thor during the Galactus uh, saga there that they had, now is definitely the time to hop back in. Definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Um, I had... What did I have? Oh, I had uh, The Union, issue one. Oh, yeah, I meant to pick this one up. It was supposed to come out during Empire, but now it's coming out during King and Black. Yes, it's the first King and Black tie-in. Atlantis Attacks does not count. Uh, there was also a symbiote Spider-Man tie-in too. I don't know if that one counts. I think that one was actually eh. the first one. It, it, it eh, that one I did read that one as well, and that one's like a, eh, because it's set in the past, and it's just about how Null has been like, uh, trying to like you know fuck over Earth and whatnot for for a long, long time. Right, so I, I, it could it could still because I mean Kang the Conqueror is involved, so it could still uh, uh, tie in and everything because he's trying to figure out how to stop Null. Freaking Kang! It's always Kang. 
Yeah, but th- this one was like a, the first proper tie-in. Right. Um, Atlantis Attacks wasn't a tie-in. There was like two pages at the end where it's like, aha, King in Black is here. The rest of the story had nothing, nothing to do with King in Black. I didn't even know Atlantis Attacks was happening. Yeah, you, you don't even need to read it. Just read that last page. <laughs> That's all it is. Hair do, will do. Um, but yeah, no, the, the union, um, uh, we've, we pick up with, again, uh, it's, it's Brexit, uh, Great Britain and, uh, to, to, um, strengthen the people and unite the people. They are, uh, going to make a new team, the Britannia project, which is, um, uh, Britannia, Kelpie, the choir and who's the other one? Snake snakes, I think. Yes. Um, all the snakes of Ireland that, uh, St. Yeah. Patrick, uh, chased out with a stick. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're showcased on, on the news on, on the morning, the morning TV show news, um, as playing a game of capture the flag against union Jack. Uh-huh. Um, as sort of like, they're like sort of, um, it's like a, uh, like a challenge they just to showcase their powers and stuff. And union Jack ends up winning, um and uh we find out that this all being like bankrolled by like a british like billionaire um mm. named steve darwin <laughs> richard uh, branson <laughs> yeah it, it pretty much it's pretty much he, he's putting all these logo branding on everything and it's is getting on the nerves of britannia who knows that that's not what this is all about even though the guy says she needs to get with like the times because she's still kind of old school mm. and she needs to realize that it's 2020 and need to like progress and whatnot uh that's when the king in black tie-in starts to begin since they're all on this little island training and they're attacked by a symbiote dragon Mm. um and britannia takes the dragon down but ends up dying oh no yeah the 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 mate the leader of the team dies in the first issue (laughs) how surely i bet it was supposed to be a big plant monster and then they had to go back and change it because literally they were supposed to debut in a completely different event i i could see how that could happen because like the way the dragon stream you could be like oh if this is done in digital art they just changed like the green color to black <laughs> I, I would love to pick the brain of the artist on that one and be like you guys didn't redraw the whole thing right you just redrew the monster and changed a couple of the words <laughs> that was probably how it was meant to be um yeah that she she ends up dying and um union jack take takes up the mantle of of the leader of the union which is a neat neat little bit of character development for him because joe throughout the whole issue he's kind of like a corporate shill working for steve and like uh it's like ah, oh, if i win this game i get a bonus and you know you know um what is it uh publicity and all that sort of stuff he doesn't really care about the flag he wears right. um whereas this this from captain america yeah and and this this with her dying uh to like save the country and everything this could be like his sort of like moment to to put him on a cool character arc where he kind of remembers what 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 being uh union jack is like and what what it represents i always really liked union jack's costume yeah yeah it's a really cool costume it's simple it's just a flag again it's a lot like how it works because it's simple yeah and you couldn't do it with any other like flag. If you tried to do it with the Canadian flag, you'd end up with Captain Canuck, and no one. Wants <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that sounds fun and interesting. Yeah, I know. I was interested in the Union until they like canceled it for as long as they did. Talk about another book that probably should have been further along. I'm interested to see because I have to imagine this first issue was the one that was done when they decided to change change which event it was tying into. Yeah. So. I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting going forward because this is only a 
five issue series. No, it's a short. And one. I have to imagine it, it will continue through King in Black. So right. it'll be about a King and Black tie-in. So I imagine it's more intrinsically tied in the next couple of issues than it was this issue. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely more tied in goddamn Atlanta's attacks. <laughs> That's going to be Matt's new thing now. If I want to get a Matt, I'll just bring up Atlanta's attacks. <laughs> uh, what else did I have this week? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll go quick on this one because there's not a ton to say. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man number 21, the big end of the ultimatum arc that they've been doing for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ultimatum the villain built a portal back to the ultimate universe and he was going to force Miles and his parents back into it so he could basically reassume his life in the 616 universe mm-hmm. this leads to a big fight in the streets between Miles and all of his collected friends Captain America comes back Starling comes back bombshell and everything and eventually you know they discover that the only way they're going to defeat the villains and close the portal is if uncle aaron sacrifices himself by overloading his prowler suit and blowing himself up next to the machine so everything around it gets sucked back in (laughs) so uncle aaron is dead again for the second or maybe third time depending on how you count it (laughs) but he's also probably not really dead because he's probably just sucked off to wherever the ultimate universe is now and because yeah. the maker already got put there in the Venom book, next year we're probably going to get a return to the Ultimate Universe story. Yeah, a, a new ultimatum or something. I mean, fuck me, there's enough characters now from the Ultimate Universe you could literally put a team together and call them the Ultimates again. Yeah, do it. Do it. And actually make it good this time. You might as well. And then you got fucking characters like Gwen. There's like, well, I'm not from the Ultimate Universe. I'm from another universe. Man, they should reform Exiles with these characters. <laughs> We're from other universes. But yeah, uh, it, it's pretty touching there because it's just like, you know, the Morales family had finally gotten back together and made peace with Uncle Aaron. Uh, they had a new kid and now he's dead again. And Spider-Man's really hurt. And moreover than that, it really hit him where it's like, wow, I really relied on Uncle Aaron for like the last year <laughs> to like save me and help me with this Spider-Man shit. And I have to wonder if that is amid almost kind of like checking his own work of being like, well, I really wrote more about <laughs> Uncle Aaron than I probably should have. Right. I just really <laughs> like him. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like yeah i agree because like literally this story ends with uncle aaron more or less kill stealing miles <laughs> now look miles i know this is your journey against your evil doppelganger but i'm gonna save the day <laughs> and he did and i mean again i don't think any of these characters are actually gone but still no yeah as we said they'll probably be doing something with them sometime next year with the ultimate universe which is such a weird complaint. People in my comment section are like, Miles should be fighting new villains and should be doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, he fought a bunch of new villains for this arc. And also, Ultimatum <laughs> is a new villain. Yep. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> like, like literally, he is a new villain. Sure, he was invented for Spider-Man 2, but he didn't take up the name Ultimatum until right now. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was fine could be better there's still a lot of hanging questions that i'm sure they won't answer right now of like hey how much does miles remember about the ultimate universe and how much will he eventually remember like oh i don't know my uncle died once before yeah is he gonna have like a like a, a crisis uh, of identity and uh, he's gonna 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 fuse with his his ultimate self or something yeah and or remember some, everything or some shit like that that's something they could definitely try and do it's i also feel like this move for the comic was also like man that into the spider-verse movie is really fucking cool right and uncle aaron's yeah. death is really good 
can we kind of do that in the comic, maybe? Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, for those who forget, in the original Ultimate stories, Aaron just, like, goes nuts and puts on, like, too much supervillain gear and ends up, like, accidentally killing himself. <laughs> His death is, like, not heroic and not cool at all. <laughs> it's tragic, but it's not cool. <laughs> but, yeah, so that uh, that was Spider-Man, and it was it was all right. Cool, cool. Uh, I had two more left. What about you? Cool. I had uh, Tales from the Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, issue uh, one. Haven't gotten to this one yet, actually. This was a fucking long issue. Yes, um, it was like 40 plus pages when I looked at it. I couldn't believe that. It's actually 50. <laughs> oh, holy sh... Is this the longest one yet they've done? I, th- I think so. Or at least it felt really long, and um, I, I again that that comes into like my problem with the book, and it's not like a like a, a critique problem or something, and that, and it's just that Wonder Woman really doesn't have any big fucking stories to tell. No, <laughs> hence why they decided to pick uh, one from the early nineties mm. instead of like Amazon's Attack or uh. or something else. And again, it, it's it comes with that problem with Diana never never having like a real set like story it's always fucking changing it's always changing it's always fluctuating apparently dead earth is really good but that's brand new so they couldn't go back and do dead Earth. and that's and that's kind of like a multiverse story anyway so is it see i haven't read it yet but i need to read it before yeah it's like set in the future and everyone's dead and yeah all this sort of stuff but yeah um yeah this this one uh war of the gods uh, it was an event from the 90s by george perez that saw wonder woman fighting cersei and like all the pantheon were involved and everything shazam and um we learned that hecate was behind everything sort of manipulating everything and in that story she ends up sacrificing herself to stop hecate and cersei mm. uh in this story that doesn't happen and she ends up uh possessed by hecate but manages to um seal hecate off inside of her so diana is still alive but hecate is inside of her um and the story continues after that with the world kind of reeling from the do you ever remember the 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 banner mydal uh amazonians they're like this weird offshoot that were like militarized and lived elsewhere and Sounds familiar. Yeah, that I don't think they've been relevant since the nineties. Um, no, I doubt. Wow, they're really going deep on this one. Yeah, they're, they're involved in um, uh, Phobos, the god of fear, is working for Hecate in in man's world and sort of sowing discontent against the Amazonians and and the heroes and everything. And um, he leads a coup because uh, he's disguised as a general he leads a coup against like steve trevor and etta candy and ends up killing oh. them Oops. and um using his his uh pull as a general to bomb themiscira and in the bombing it kills most of the amazonians and hippolyta shit and that's like the the crux that sort of sets wonder woman off and allows hecate to take control of her again and Hecate wants to uh, basically remake the world in her own image. You know, the usual bad guy stuff. Mm. So, yeah, where was I? Yeah, uh, Hecate takes control of Wonder Woman and ends up killing the, the Greek and Roman and all those pantheons. And she learns that uh, their power isn't enough because, as Zeus says, it's the new world. There's new gods. People don't pray to Olympus anymore. And these new gods are superheroes. Oh. Um, so Wonder Woman ends up uh, fighting the Justice League and she ends up murdering like Flash and uh, <laughs> Guy Gardner and Superman and all these people um, to get 
to get their power but in the end it's the avatars of the pantheon so like lobo and dr fate and zatanna and all these people that represent the different pantheons um they actually end up sealing hecate away back inside wonder woman and she's stuck with she's stuck she in control of wonder woman's body but she doesn't have any of her power so now they have to imprison wonder woman until they find a a way to get her out and that's where the story ends and it's it's a little bit more hopeful than like all the the other dark multiverse stories because it ends in the ends with like zatanna promising to free diana and that's that's like a bit more hopeful than like say the nightfall one or or the death superman one yeah more of these are becoming a bit more hopeful i noticed yeah i wonder if that's like a thing it's going to build up to something and it's going to change the dark multiverse i mean from what i understand the whole dark multiverse idea was actually like uh didio's idea yeah well it's pretty fucking good yeah i mean it works i mean it definitely looks like they're building up to some sort of like hey what if we put all these dark multiversey people on a team that'd be pretty cool yeah the the dark justice league i i said at the the end of my review i'd like for them to do their own because we're having like um tales from the multiverse dark multiverse versions of like crisis of infinite earths and flashpoint Mm -hmm. but i would like them to actually have their own original crisis that's unique to them involving these people huh that'd be pretty cool idea maybe that's what they'll build up to hopefully yeah that's some fun shit uh what did i have uh i had one last one that i'll go through here right quick and uh that was hellions number seven (laughs) i haven't read this one yet it's it's good shit i'll go i'll 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 try and protect as much of the story as i can but basically (laughs) it's sinister dealing with the fallout of him basically killing his whole team but having to pretend like he didn't kill his whole team yeah yeah so so he's like oh well you need to resurrect them right now they're my team and you know i I just don't care uh what's going on because they're my special little babies and i love them so much and really they're just letting him talk because they were going to try and resurrect them anyway The idea being is that, okay, yes, they died in Otherworld, but technically they died in Erico, not the same places that Rockslide and everyone else died that created the problem. Yeah, they didn't technically die in the Otherworld. Didn't technically die there. So, like, Xavier and the Five are actually, like, really, really interested in testing this out. They're like, okay, well, what's going to happen this time? And to their shock and surprise, uh, Nanny and Wildchild end up coming back bigger and stronger than they were before. <laughs> souped up. They're literally souped up. Wildchild looks way more like Sabretooth now, and he already was a poor man Sabretooth. That actually makes a lot of sense, given that, that uh, especially with what, like, um, like the Horseman and everything were saying about about Arako, how Arako basically, and that backstory of Genesis where she was basically mm-hmm. saying, well, well, Apocalypse and his mutants lived like safety and like normality. Yeah, they lived soft. They, from birth you know, on Arako, have been like trained to fight as warriors. And I could see that they're basically being born from Arako. So that's, that's why that would happen. Ding, ding, ding. You're 100% right. That's basically <laughs> exactly the line of thinking. They're oh, like, oh, yes. Oh, that's they're cool. Like, they're like, oh, because Erico is such a shithole. You have to be tough to live there. And because, yeah, they're essentially being reborn of Erico, they come back bigger and stronger. The only problem is is Orphan Maker, who they're like, oh, what's his power again? Uh, I don't know. He's in that robot suit. And, like, sometimes he bleeds acid. And Nanny's like, oh, no, no. His power can, like, literally destroy the entire world if we don't get a new suit for him, like, right away. So they leave him, like, half done. They leave him in his egg. And their first mission as the Hellenes again is like, oh, fuck, we got to go find Nanny 
Annie's ship and uh, build him a new suit. And thank you, Plus on Black. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that that that's pretty cool. I mean, they're making orphan makers, you know, interesting. Very much so, and the rest of the team especially have, because, like, uh, we don't trust you, Sinister. I know we can't trust our own memories, but we're, like, 90% sure if we died, it was your fault. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hey, everyone, don't say that. Get him, Psylocke, because uh, Psylocke is basically kissing Sinister's ass, because at the end of that, uh, what is it, Fallen Angels book, she had found, like, the genetic code for her daughter, Mercy, and, like, Sinister is keeping that code. Ah. And I guess the idea is, you know, do what I say and I'll clone your daughter again. Yeah, ah, okay. So that's why she's being a bit of a Sinister shill. And they get sent to get Nanny's shit back, which uh, they're sure to say she used to kidnap children, in case you're wondering. Of course. Of course. And uh, it turns out... The ship got taken by an anti-mutant group called The Right, which are like old X-Factor villains. Okay. And their leader is a dude named Cameron Hodge, who's normally like a human head on a robot body. (laughs) But he's built a bunch of nanny bots now using the stolen technology, only they have a bunch of guns and everything on them. (laughs) And of course, Hellions have walked right into a trap, and they will assumedly be killed again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love if that was the joke, just every issue they just die again, and at the end of, and then the start of the next issue they get reborn, and like, really? Again? They're they're literally Kenny. Oh my god, you killed the Hellions, you bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Their, Their lives are comedic, like, comedic farces, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's fun shit, it's good shit, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? How many books did you have left? I think that's about it for me. All right, right on then. Well, hey, that's good for us, because I know we've been talking for at least uh, an hour 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go back through the six or seven clips that I'm going to have on uh, Twitter waiting, uh, Twitch waiting for me. Yeah, if the show ends up being late for any reason, everyone, that's why, because Matt had to work very hard for you during this holiday season. Yeah, I'm not sure why it kept disconnecting. I know, like, earlier, like, last night I had a power cut here, and but I don't think that would affect it, because, you know, connections are all good. Just maybe it's something on Twitch's end. Yeah, quite possibly. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. As always, as we head into this Christmas season, uh, we're going to try and think of a fun Christmas commentary to do. If you know anything you would like us to do, tell us in the comments section down below. I'm thinking... uh. Maybe something crazy like uh, Santa versus the Devil, that like old Spanish movie. Oh God, movie yeah. <laughs> that Red Letter Media talked about, or the <laughs> Rap City Street Kids Save Christmas, because like literally a con artist made that movie, and the Church of Scientology is involved. <laughs> oh, that'll be a good one. And it looks horrible, and I don't think anyone's actually watching the copyright on that one. So maybe we could stream that one on Twitch. Maybe, maybe we could. We'll just see if it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> No, I don't think it is. It's on YouTube. I know that much. If it's on YouTube, it's free game. (laughs) It is. And it's been there since like last Christmas, too, because we were going to do this last Christmas, but we didn't get the chance. (laughs) So, yeah, those are two I'm thinking about doing. Also, too, maybe like I don't know how many shows we'll have until like actual Christmas, but I'm thinking maybe we should have like our favorite things of the year show where it's like, you know, we just don't even talk about news and the books. We just talk about things we liked from the year ended on a nice positive note. That'd be good, yeah. And it can be everything. It can be movies, it can be TV, it can just be us talking about shit we like. Yeah, just shooting the shit. 
Yeah, yeah, because I always want to make that movie every year, my favorite things of whenever, but I never end up making it because I always have a hundred other things going on. So let's mm-hmm. let's make that this show, and then you know what? We can get the audience, too, to tell us their favorite things as well. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. We hope you appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be uh, back again on SoundCloud. If you're a patron, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get uh, – what is it? You can – get the show first before anyone else and also i'm a fucking idiot we had a sponsor this week matt that i didn't actually talk about <laughs> yeah fuck me only at the end okay uh livefitfood.ca uh a lot of great health foods and uh, stuff they will deliver directly to your door they're helping me try and slim down uh get back on my keto diet before i you know completely ruin it with christmas food because december is the worst time ever to try oh, yeah. and drop some poundage but yes, they uh, they hooked me up, and they can hook you up too. Uh, be sure to follow my Instagram if you haven't already. We're going to be having a giveaway. They got a code for me to give away $100 uh, worth of food. That's some really good shit. I will leave the link down in the description too. You know, be sure to check them out. And if you do end up ordering from them, be sure to tell them your pal Cape Joel in the comic multiverse told you all about it. And hopefully we can do this again. I'm actually almost done the, like, week's worth of food that they actually sent me. But uh, it's good stuff. They had like keto muffins in there that had like almonds and like dark chocolate chips. That was nice. Oh, nice. I wish I had more actually. I mean that terrible <laughs> thing where I where I have pre-made food, which means I haven't shopped. So mm-hmm. like I'll eat dinner and then I'll be like, Ugh, I want a snack, but then it's like, oh, I can't because I don't have anything in my house. <laughs> which is probably the best way if you're trying to lose weight, because I'm my own goddamn worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm an adult. I have my own money. I'm gonna go to the store. I'm like, no, Joel, you can't. <laughs> Be good. Let these people who, you know, uh, wanted you to be a sponsor, be a good sponsor and don't fuck it up. (laughs) Don't fuck it up, fatty. Uh, All right, everyone. That's the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back again uh, next time, we promise. All right. Catch you later, everyone. Bye-bye.